0: Hi everyone, thank you for joining us on Eagle Eye today. Every week we have exclusive interviews with BC professors, alumni, and students. Make sure to follow The Heights on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to catch up on the latest headlines and recommend guests you'd like to hear from. Joining us today is Benedita Zelabantu, a junior studying political science and international studies. She is currently an UGBC student representative, helping voice BC student opinions and advocating for improvements in campus policies, facilities, and services. She is also a poet, reciting her experiences as a Black woman in the United States. Her poetry performances can be found on Vimeo under the channel name The Telling Room, a nonprofit writing center for young adults in her hometown, Portland, Maine. She also presented her work at various on-campus events, including last year's Living in Color Spoken Word Poetry Night event that highlighted Black poets at BC. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me so what sparked your interest in writing and specifically poetry instead of other forms of writing oh that's actually a really
1: good question um, given the fact that um so i immigrated from angola uh, luanda angola in 2013. um i ended up going to predominantly white um middle school and then um the middle school that i had attended was an expeditionary learning school which meant that like we didn't like do the whole normal education things a lot of our stuff that we did was based on um project it was a project based um so we had a um an expedition where um we had to create a work of work of art and like choose whatever whatever that meant for us and i chose poetry just just because just because i like the idea of rhyming and um through that and then also having my english teacher um my love for writing ended up, you know, it began from there because like um, I I often use writing as a way of expressing myself, given the fact that I'm not the most like expressive person. I'm not the most direct person when it comes to my feelings. So writing has always been a tool where like I've been able to do that without necessarily being like, oh, like this is about me. This is about other people. And then just trying to envision myself in their shoes rather than being in my own shoes, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely see that. Um, what or who is your biggest inspiration?
1: My siblings. And it's so, like, I I don't know, like, I think it's so, I guess some people are like, oh, like, this is so cringy, or, like, often saying, like, oh, like, my parents are my inspiration. But I think given the fact that, like, I'm the eldest of five kids, um, and then growing up in an African community, there has always been an expectation that I should always be a role model. Mm -hmm. Um, But we don't often think that, like, our siblings should also be a role model for us. So I have four younger siblings and my youngest one, Elijah. He's like the most like just exciting human, like human being to be around. So like, like even like with writing, one of the reasons why I like, I continue writing throughout my life was because I was able to look at them and be and then see the excitement that they have whenever they hear, oh, my sister's about to perform, Benedita has a performance coming up. And so, like, being able to, like, do something that they love and I also love has always been an inspiration for me. And, like, I, has, I have continued writing because of them. Like, like even, like, throughout middle school um, and even high school when I used to compete, like, my siblings would, like, beg to, like, skip classes to go attend. Like, yeah, to go attend my performance, like, I had um, – one of my perform, uh, one of my poems, "The Black Skin I Live In," which is the video that you ended up right. watching, is specifically about my little brother Israel. Mm-hmm. And then he made it his bragging right, and it has been a bragging right for him since like his um, elementary school year. And like even when I go pick up like Elijah or like rejoice from school, it's always oh like that's been that's like their sibling, and she's a poet. Oh my sister's a poet, my sister's a poet. So being able to like have four little like human beings look up to you mm-hmm. has always has been an inspiration of mine that's yeah. that's beautiful they're like your little fan club yeah. right? no they actually it's so cute because they actually are because like there's people that know me and i'm like why do you know me and it's like oh like rejoice was talking about you elijah was talking about you elijah's three years old So, like, the fact that he, and he's in pre-K right now, and, like, a lot of his teachers, yeah, like, I ended up, when I went home for winter break, and I ended up picking him up for class, when his teacher was like, oh, like, are you Benedita? And I'm like, yeah, how do you know? And then she was like, well, like, because Elijah won't stop talking about you. And, like, even, like, the fact that I attend BC, it's such a, like there's such it's such a proud moment for them and it's so it just feels good to like know that like and then like it's not like they're like 10 11 they're like younger to 10 so like it's 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 been an inspiration. It feels nice.
0: That sounds so
1: amazing. And I feel like that that's such a wonderful thing to have mm-hmm. behind you. Right, honestly, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I like, said so before, it's not really, we don't often, like, look at our little siblings and i like, oh, like, you're my source of, a source of inspiration or you're a role model to me. So, mm-hmm. like, being able to see them be it's so excited for me to the point where, like, it feels like they understand every work that I put out there has has been a blessing in disguise Oh, for like sure, yeah. it has been a blessing in disguise the yeah. poem that i listened to like i knew it was dedicated to yeah. your brother
0: and i thought it was beautifully yeah. written yeah thank you
1: um
0: so how do you feel when you perform your poems does it like achieve the impact you want to have your audience because obviously you
1: could have just made them read it but mm-hmm. why perform it i think it comes different it, it's poetry is so different when it comes from the person themselves um the thing about poetry, one of the things about writing is, you know, I can write it one way on paper. I can write it one way on my, you know, notes app and be able to produce it in a way where, like, I'm able to touch and, like, able to touch everybody in a way that I'm not able to touch myself. Like I said before, like, writing has always been a tool of, I mean, like, as a a tool of communication for me. So being able to be put in a position where I'm able to talk about my feelings without necessarily talking about my feelings has been something that has helped me a lot like in terms of like mental health, in in terms of like dealing with society and the things that come with what it means to be a black woman, what it means to be an immigrant and all of that. So like, I do believe that like my writing gets the point across, which has been really nice. But like I I said before, like just going back to what I, I had said in the beginning, having a work written and having a performance to different things. I'm able to like change things around. I'm able to invoke more emotions. I'm not necessarily able to do that, having one-on-one conversation with somebody. It's like, I always tell people that like, Benedita on stage and Benedita off stage are two completely, two different people. And like, that's not even like me putting a hat on and putting a hat off, but it's something that I haven't, been able to control but i feel more powerful being on stage because i although i'm speaking with my voice it feels like i'm not speaking with my voice so which has been like a a very interesting thing as a as a poet and i feel like even there's other writers who would say the same thing that like yeah it's just i'm able to be two completely different people that i'm not necessarily able to be off stage
0: got it got it and like for sure when you're performing in front of the audience and you get the reaction from them and that kind of just drives you to want to express yourself even more because you're like connecting so many hearts together yeah Mm -hmm, that's beautiful um could you talk a little bit about your role on UGBC what what, like now and previously like how do you use this role to give a voice to students
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay well so um I I was a first-gen rep last year. So my first year as a UGBC um, member, I had to apply for a first-gen rep position. Um, I'm a first-gen student. So um, coming to college, like, the support that I felt like I needed was not necessarily given to me. Maybe it's because I live on Newton, so I felt, like, so out of, like, reach with (laughs) with campus. But... um, I um I lived in a LLC community BC first, um, and I was able to meet so many great people there. But um, talking to a lot of my friends, I realized that like like I said before, the support that we a lot of us expected to receive when we came to college was not necessarily what we were being presented with. So um, I ended up applying for the um, first gen position. Um, absolutely loved it. Um, my work within that role has been just trying to make sure the resources are being like equally distributed to first-gen students and then like that their voices are being heard that they're also being looked at the same way that other students are being looked at and being supported in a way that they actually need to support um i ended up creating um a survey to better understand how like distribute how how um, resources are distributed within campus and then um, I was working with what is was the learning to learn office but it's not on campus anymore it has been uh, switched to Pine Manor um, and in that um, the survey helped us understand how to better program events for first-gen students um, in the future and my role right now um, I'm a class of 2025 rep um, and I've been working a lot with like undocumented um is- relating issues, given the fact that I am an undocumented student. So like um and then it's not really something that we often talk about, especially in this campus, because um, like being undocumented or being an immigrant comes with a lot of um, hardship that people are not necessarily familiar about, and then also like working towards like erasing the negative uh, notions that come with what it means to be un- uh, undocumented that comes with what it means to be an immigrant because like i i talking to people i realized that like people have this idea that undocumented solely means you came illegally in the country when that's not the case. Undocumented means I'm an asylum seeker. I'm waiting to hear back from the judge to be able to be, per- like, allowed to live in this country for the rest of my life. So um, so a lot of my work within um, within my current role has been focusing on undocumented students, which has been very rewarding because, like I said before, I don't think it's an issue that we touched on given the fact that, like, you know, this is a predominantly white campus. Immigration is not something that we talk about. And, in, like, race is not even something we talk about but like races in like the topics but immigration never is because i feel like it's such a it's such a complicated thing to understand but at the same time it really isn't maybe because i'm an immigrant but like i feel like when people actually do take the time to better understand the current issue with the immigration the immigration system then it's like oh like you know, maybe like this notions are wrong. Maybe this notion should be like erased. So that has been my work within UGBC. The other thing is, um, I work as a resident assistant. Um, I'm a GIE 2.0 RA, and it has been it has been a ama- an amazing experience. And then also like trying to work towards possibly expanding it through a third year program rather than just being two years, because um, we have like healthy living community, which is three years. So why can't we have GIE? for three years so like yeah so like my work has been focused mostly on immigration and the possibility of expanding the LLC
0: yeah I think you raise a really good point with the immigration Mm -hmm. part of um, I guess this country it's not really talked about Um, and I think we also know that this idea of intersectionality also is like such a big part of like uh, what we think of when it comes to like race or like gender or class and all all that included yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. could you um talk a little bit about how this integrated into your passion for writing if any like you have a strong interest in law and Mm -hmm. you're focusing so much on like immigration Mm -hmm. and um the first gen like experience like how has that integrated into your writing has it been reflected in your writing
1: um mostly being a black woman um has been something that has been mostly reflected in my writing although i have moved away from writing um from mostly basing my work on what it means to be a black woman in america but one of the things one of the things I like writing has helped me um do is cope with the fact that i am a minority in the usa and then being a black woman comes with a. Its own issues. Being black comes with its own issue. Being a woman comes with its own issue, and then, and then top of that, being an immigrant comes with its own issue. So being all three of that, um, writing has allowed me to um, cope with it, and then move through life in a manner where I wouldn't necessarily be able to if I didn't have writing on my side, or I didn't, I wasn't able to communicate the things that I needed to communicate through writing. Um, like, like i said before i although i've moved away from like mostly talking or focusing on my identity as a black woman a lot of my work recently have been like about mental health which is not something that we don't often touch on within the black community um especially when we talk about like black men, and all of that so like a lot of my work has been about that and like trying to cope with my own mental health while moving through the world as a a black woman or as a minority a marginalized group um so i'm working towards talking about m- what it means to be an immigrant within my work i just haven't necessarily found a way on where on how i, I can communicate that through my work
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure mm-hmm. and it's always going to be a process
1: it's mm-hmm. always going to be a process. we're never going to yeah. stop working here. honestly yeah. I, writing is a process in itself and like there's time when i write and i'm like hey, oh my goodness am i really a poet like it, is this really what I want to do? But like, and it's so different because when you write and when you perform, it's two completely different stories. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's been an interesting journey, to be honest. Mm-hmm, yeah. For sure.
0: Um, so thinking about Black History Month, mm-hmm. um, what does this time mean to you and influence that the work you do, whether it's through poetry or UGBC?
1: I think it's 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 a month that celebrates us. I mean, that's that's one of like the big answer not only is it a month that celebrates us but it's also a month where i feel like at least to me um forces or i would like to believe that it forces america to reckon with its own sickness of like the history that they have had to deal with and not necessarily like acknowledged it to begin with um but moving away from the negative it's also celebrating black joy it's being able to look at yeah it's being (laughs) it's, it's being able to look at um my siblings being look, being able to look at my parents being able to look at my friends and be like oh like these are amaz- me these are amazing people and like the media portrays them a different way but like this is them like they're inspiring they're role models they're doing amazing things i have so many great friends who are doing amazing things so like it's not only just oh like this is a history of america but it's also oh, like this is black people and all it's like their ecstasy like in all of their amazing work so um yeah like the fact it's funny because like when I we were like I had a discussion with it uh, with one of my class um that I took last semester where like we were talking about race and um and then like the idea of being a black woman did not exist till I came to America because like race does not well at least to me does not really exist or was really practiced in Africa especially like Angola we were our identity was based on our tribes or based on like our culture rather than what we looked at uh, looked like um so like being able to come here and celebrate black history and I didn't even know about black history till I, I came to a, like I was in high school which is like it's such a mind-boggling thing to even like say uh, say it out loud but like being able to celebrate blackness for what it is and what people rather than what people perceive it to be has been an amazing experience so like um yeah and that's
0: Oh, that's amazing yeah no for sure like a lot of the times you don't realize that you're somebody until you
1: shift your perspective to a new environment yeah know? or when the world tells you that you're yeah, you're you are that person and, and then you have to grapple with the fact that oh like maybe I am that person but like but how do you even come to accept that you're who like you know society tells you to be and then, like I mean of course like I know I'm a black woman but like I didn't know I was a black woman So I came to America, and society told me I am a black woman. I didn't know I was an immigrant until somebody else pointed out that I was an immigrant. I just thought I was Benedita. That's that's really just it. Mm-hmm. So like, it's it's been an interesting it's been an interesting thing to like grapple with because I think like the history of America and the history of Africa are two completely different things in the way that we a lot of African people try to grapple with the history that we have now is completely different than what America has done in recent years Mm -hmm. so yeah Mm -hmm. so for my last question um how do you
0: have any advice for people who are starting or interested in exploring poetry and
1: or performance poetry i think one of my biggest advice and this is not even just to poets but it's just to anybody um who takes the time to listen to this is to always remember to take space um i think that's such an important thing to keep in mind and then um and in the case where you do decide to take on poetry, when you make mistakes, because it's funny, because I'm always like, oh, like I'm performing, so people don't know the like I'm saying I'm mispronouncing things or people don't know that I, fr- I just forgot my lines. Also, always remember that they don't know what you're writing. They don't know what's on the phone. They don't know what's on the notebook. So not only take up space, but be the true, authentic you on stage. Allow your emotions to go through. Allow yourself to experience whatever emotions that you wrote on paper without necessarily having to tone it down without necessarily having to like adjust to other people's comfortability because this is this is your work it's nobody else um and you choose who's gonna read it and who isn't so like not only take a space but be your own like be your true authentic self on what you put on on paper also outside with on stage which is such a good thing to remember and also take care of your mental health you know i think like um Since I've mostly used poetry as a tool to be able to handle, like, to deal with my mental health, to deal with what it means to be a black woman, even when you take on that um, hobby, make sure to take space away from it because it becomes overwhelming. Like, I found myself, like, overwhelmed by writing a lot of poetry. And like I said before, I used to compete in high school. So like my whole entire life has been performance, 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 performance. So I came to college and I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. And then I think it took me like, it took me to my sophomore year to be like, oh, like maybe I do want to do this. Maybe not for the rest of my life, but for the time being that I am a BC. And then maybe I'm going to take another two year break and come back and then explore it more. But yeah, take up space, take up space with writing, take up space as a student, take, take up space as a human being just take up space
0: yeah you are such an inspiring (laughs) person i try try. Uh, thank 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 you so much for joining me today thank you for having me kathy thank you
1: thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of
0: eagle eye Remember to follow The Heights on Instagram and Facebook to recommend guests, and check out The Heights Facebook and Twitter pages every Monday for the latest headlines. See you next time. Bye!